0: What did you call this? What you you named this when you sent it, it was, for, oh, it was. <laughs> October or or, uh, or it was some funny name.
1: I can't remember what I was, but I I, I had an alternate name for this episode for one nineteen because of two of the movies we're likely to talk about, uh, Gone Girl and Fury. It should be called uh, the Steve Reader Man Crush Special.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I actually, I do think
1: about it when I watch. Not that we're jumping into discussing these films just yet, but I, when I watched *Gone Girl*, I found myself like going, "Like, hey, there's Steve's boy," <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, you, you, and, like, that you, in a mean, bad way. But and just, that like, means the world to me. Yeah, yeah, right. But like, kind of like rooting for. Like when I liked it, I was like, "Yeah, Steve's gonna like how well that went," <laughs> you know. And uh, anyway, so so welcome back, guys. It's been a bit of a break since our last episode. Yeah, man. But I'm th- glad to be back.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But I'm John, I'm Ron,
0: and I'm Steve. Uh-huh. And this, this is one right. of our our, our famous catch up episodes. Yeah. It's like a good pattern wow, we well, do now. Goodness. I we get found, together, I found to the name of... that you gave it, John. Yeah, it's a uh, catch uptober. Catch uptober. Oh. <laughs> so we close. could also we could also do we could also <laughs> add the catch tober fest. Yeah,
1: ooh, yeah. I mean, make it a it little special. Tober. Or or Steve Reader Man Crush special. It, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ketchup. Is there anybody oh, that we're missing, or is there another film maybe that you've seen that had one oh, of your?
0: I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I've seen so many movies recently, guys. <laughs> I mean, Ketchup-tober.
2: I like it. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Pretty, Pretty good. good, man. Good. It's seen good. a lot of movies. I know you have.
0: I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I feel like I took the crown last time. I think you. I think I, I think it I, think I last
0: last time we did this, I was like, "Wow, Ronald has really overshadowed me." Yeah, and now and, you and take now it, I'm like, I gotta take it. take it next level.
1: A lot of times, I October
0: will, is my month, so I can't let him show me up uh-huh, that uh-huh. month. I
1: will cram before we get together, and like uh-huh. so, like knowing that we were getting together, I made sure to see a couple of newish things or things right. that I thought maybe would be worth talking about. But um, uh, I you know I. I the movie that we we did our fall preview a couple episodes ago, and um, the movie that I did not make it to the theater in time to see—I guess it bears mentioning—that like Tusk was 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 out and then it was gone, like yeah. a le- less than a week later, yeah. there were no show times for that. And I looked, and I you know I didn't know this was possible for a Kevin Smith. I mean, I guess maybe he's had some pretty non-profitable films, but it didn't crack two million, and it opened pretty wide. Yeah. I and mean, it was not like. I think people had hopes that maybe that movie was going to bring people in. Did anyone make it out to see Tusk? I did not see Tusk. So I will. I've pulled a. I've pulled a, an RJ. I've pulled a Ron. I, yeah. I had a pick that I didn't. Uh, I I didn't. You know. I didn't uh, use didn't due fulfill. diligence yeah. to get out and see it. And so. Uh, so I have no idea. Damn. But I. But I have a feeling just from the reviews that I read that whatever hopes I had that Tusk was going to transcend the. The usual kind of Kevin Smith sort of yeah. whatever yeah. yeah that I don't think it did but I still I'm still curious about it I was mm-hmm. hoping someone could tell me whether it was worth seeing I, it or not I cannot I do want to see it still
2: I want to see it too but that was a that was quick it was oh man, man.
0: so quick yeah I, I think, mean
2: I, that's a hard sell man I think that it's a, it's a rough <laughs> subject matter and I don't think that the casual moviegoer is gonna go see something where somebody's being.
1: Well, you know what Made didn't happen was horror uh, fans balls. didn't Ballers. horror fans didn't rave about it. Uh, yeah, man. I think that's what it would have taken. You know what I mean for it right. to get the to, that, to that get that audience. mileage. Yeah. It wasn't going to get mileage with like a mainstream audience. You're talking about the rough subject matter.
2: Yeah. Well, the good part is things like Netflix. Yeah, and it'll do the well. BLD, give, it'll be Give, fine. give yeah. movies a second life, so it'll forever circulate in that sort of. Like it's interesting
0: night. that that movie did not adopt that. Pattern like with, I'm I'm surprised yeah. when I saw that it was
1: out of theaters. I was like, oh, it must be coming on demand like any second now. Agreed. But I don't see any no. release date You would think
0: like that. with his presence online and, and I mean how active he is in like electronic media, mm-hmm. you know, on online, it would have been something with some sort of distribution that there would have been a way to get it digitally yeah. like immediately. But it's it's it nowhere to be found. But yeah, it's 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 here and gone, and we'll have to wait and find a, a means to see it at a later date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, but man. We saw a lot of movies. I say collectively, and I say myself.
2: Mm -hmm, (laughs) I've -hmm.
0: seen nearly 20 movies since we last met. Yeah, dude. Like, I've been on a tear. So, do do we want to pull out our uh, rating system
2: to to make this easy?
0: Yeah, I mean, I could just try like, <laughs> to make it complicated I, I, I as it always is I, when we try to use
2: our rating system. Like, I don't know if "easy" is the right go, word. Go over some of the lesser ones. You know, you yeah, know. Yeah, what I'm I know about, the ones that we're going to talk about. The ones that we've are all seen. You saw. So, just in case somebody's oh, new saw to the one show, of the ones that I saw. I'm glad that you. In case somebody's new to the show, okay, uh,
1: uh, our rating system is one of the more complex in in, <laughs> in movie I always them. have to stop and remember it too. But it's. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That means go see it. Go ahead. Uh, I'm taking notes on them right yeah, now, right. so I
0: can remember what they are.
1: Wait for it. That means catch it on video. Okay. If you're curious, see it eventually, and then hold up. Let's don't go see it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Wait for it. And hold up. Hold up. Yeah. With oh. the hand in the oh. air. Hold yeah. up. Hold up. Like,
1: hold up. Like there's nothing. I you. let you pass. There's nothing for you to see here. Yes, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. So I saw a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. I'll name off just a couple of the ones that I know we're not going to talk about. You may have seen some if you have. Okay, Ronald. I'll chime in. Chime in, uh, a m- uh, movie called What If? What'd you think about that? I really liked it. I told you, right? I thought it was great. Uh, I'm Daniel jealous. Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Zoe Kazan, mm-hmm. uh, Adam Driver. Um, I love Adam Driver. I that's like that's it. that's the guts of that movie. Yeah, it's just a kind of just a sweet, funny, romantic comedy. It's it's a uh, it's it's the challenge of can they be just friends? You know, even when a situation dictates that you really can just be friends or that you can really only be friends Mm -hmm. and uh you know how you are okay with that or not okay with that and uh just kind of like a really well written and just kind of very topical and modern romantic comedy like i really feel like it feels like some of the older like like the sweet and
2: charming like 80s rom-com there's a lot Mm -hmm. of physical stuff in it though like the guy the window thing yeah and the 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 steps thing, like, it was like I, there's a lot of physical and, stuff and, and it, like throws film. you off
0: because it's like that's that's kind of like, it's kind of not shocking, but it kind of like throws your balance off yeah, watching yeah. It a little bit. Like he's like a guy falls out of a window, mm-hmm. like a main character, and he's like, oh well, what the fuck? What does that do to the story? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it finds its way. But um, I definitely that, that that's definitely I like go ahead, okay, or go ahead, go ahead, yeah, take out the O. <laughs> um, would you would you say the yeah, same? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Ron, Ronald said, like, go ahead. Please see um, that man. I don't think we, we didn't talk about Annabelle, right? Yeah. No, well, you guys oh. saw it. And I didn't. I wasn't able to make it. So. Annabelle, um, I'm gonna say hold up.
2: Yeah, I'm for gonna Annabelle. say. I'm gonna say fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> say that, fuck That's, that, a, fuck that's a, a
0: new. That's a new one. That's yeah. a new uh, level. Jesus I was not Christ. Aware of. Oh i Hold up, a, a, a
2: Suggestion for a future show. Uh-huh.
1: Um, Steve and I just come in with lists of movies. <laughs> and we rattle them off to you. And you explain why you say, fuck that movie. <laughs> so even if it's a movie you love, you have to think of a reason to fuck if that I mean, movie. What do you I'll, think of that? Oh,
2: I love that. All right. It'll,
1: it, that. it'll be a Ronald-intensive episode if we do that. So you got to come in with your A-game. I'd... We'll do it a little earlier in the evening, maybe. You know, right, <laughs> before <I'll>... you're falling <laughs> yeah. asleep.
2: Before um, asleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, Hold up for Annabelle. Please yeah, I mean, hold up. It's... You know the doll is creepy. You know people really were, obviously they tapped into something with it in in The Conjuring, and
1: uh... all the cliches. Well, it right seems there, like, but... like a cash in.
0: Oh, dude, there was oh, never. Yeah. I mean, a better it
1: seems like a of really cash cynical cash in, cash-in, like to yeah. say oh. this this thing that is almost like the less. That doll is like less scary the more you look at it because it becomes ridiculous to think that anyone would make a doll so horrifying looking. You know, like it's
0: not even it, it, that's true. But what's wrong with it is that the really there's. I mean, I could care less at this point. But yeah. there's really little to be scared about this doll in the movie. There's yeah. no other things going on that they explain it as, and, and you know the doll is a is a is a is a spoken this whole thing that's going on. But <laughs> yeah, really it, it's just dumb. It's, yeah, it wasn't yeah. very scary. The characters are dumb. Horrible ending, couple a couple good scares, creepy scares, but mm-hmm. that that that's admission at that point. Like you know, you got to have that if you're not you're you're an idiot, you know. But this movie, you know,
1: plus it looked like cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah that,
0: that's a crazy thing. Think like, about it though; they pumped this out in like eight months. I mean, right. nine months at the most. You know, it was not good. Not good. Yeah, uh, I did see Calvary. How mm-hmm. was it? Great. I yeah, see I don't. I have great. it. I haven't watched it. No, yet. go ahead, John, like John John speaks the truth. Go ahead. Um, I saw. We've Got so many great like just scenes. Oh, in dude, that, so two good! Characters. And so when you good. realize kind of what's going on, I love the girl who plays his daughter. Yeah, Kelly Riley. Oh, I mm-hmm. love her so much. Um... Then you
1: also like the suggestion in that that he knew <clears throat> who it was, but we didn't. Yep, yep, like yep. like at the, you know do you know about that movie. I, we talked about it a few weeks ago when I saw it. But yeah, like some of at it. the priest, basically at the beginning, someone's in in confessional is it tells him that they're going to kill him in a week, and he knows who the person is, mm. but we don't. Oh. So throughout the movie, we know he may be talking to the person that he believes is the killer oh, in wow. almost every scene. You have a reason to suspect. There's one character that I feel like it's pretty clear to yeah. me who it was. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's
0: really good. Um, so go ahead. Go ahead, for sure. Absolutely, One of the better movies I've seen this year. Go ahead. Uh, I saw About Alex. I've been wanting to see this movie for a long time. Finally got a hold of it. It's like basically like a big chill mm-hmm. kind of modern you know, something bad happens to one of the, this this group of friends from college, brings the gang back together. They kind of all rally around him to mm-hmm. kind of make sure he's okay. And obviously, uh, some old scars come open and, you know, things kind of get addressed and, and or not addressed. Pretty cool cast. Uh, Jason Ritter is in it. Maggie Grace. A lot of TV. Maggie Grace. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Max Greenfeld from uh, New Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Aubrey Plaza's in it. I mean, a pretty, pretty good cast, and wow. it's it's, it's kind of witty. It's directed by Jesse Zwick, the son of Ed Zwick. Um, I'd say I'd say this is kind of like a wait for it yeah. as I did, mm-hmm. um, but worth checking out. I mean, it's it's kind if you like that kind of movie, dramatic, a little too mel- too melodramatic at times. But um, you know, I'm a sap for the reunion movie, and this is kind of falls into that ballpark. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, it's on it's on demand and everything right now. Um, I also saw Frank.
2: Yeah, what do you think of Frank?
0: Not a fan. Yeah, not a fan. I saw that you posted that not on Facebook. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, no, I, I was not into it. Um, I don't know, just something didn't something didn't click for me. Right, I, I really wanted to like it. I'd heard good things about it, but. Um, Kind of what you were saying about the main character, like, you don't know, like, he's not really good. Yeah. You know, the, um, Damiel character, mm-hmm. like, you don't, you, you know, he's, like, really hurting everything. That kind of really got to me. I don't know, it, it bothered me about the movie. <laughs> um, and he became, like, I don't know, I fucking hated his character by the, the <laughs> by the third act. Mm. Like, how, all of the shit he was, like, posting on Twitter and everything. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just, I, it just didn't click for me, but it might be right for somebody. Um... What else do I see? Men, women, and children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you think about that? Uh, I Is would that call that a of... I, yeah. We we saw that together. Yeah. I would I'd call that a wait for it. Mm-hmm. Um, some really 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 good ideas, and and I think it's it's almost too many things going on. Um, very topical. I mean, we talked about the movie Disconnected last year mm-hmm. with uh, Jason Bateman um, and uh, Frank Grillo. You you remember the one we're talking about? Yeah. And there were some really cool things in that movie too. I feel like I probably enjoyed that movie a little more than than this. Um, love Judy Greer, and she's in this, and she's—I thought she was great. Um, it's just like that, you know. I don't know how would you? It's like there's—it's that movie like where everything connects, right? And it's like really, really like the crash syndrome. It's like really, really trying hard to connect, which can be like a real issue. It yes. can be something that's yeah. sort of
1: cliche, you know. And it, it watching... becomes
0: that I feel in this film, and like, and and kind of what it's talking against the whole time. And it it's in it in and of itself becomes the issue for me was like, well how does I mean there's so many characters that you don't even see the third act of the movie that are such big parts of the beginning of the yeah. film you're like well where does that even yeah uh, what happened to that you know like a couple of things kind of get resolved and or you see some actual closure with but. Um, and in some movies, like, that works because because those those characters that you thought were major characters in the beginning, like, they funnel into the true major character. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like that was the case for this movie at all. Like, there's just tons of people on the screen, and
2: yeah, it them.
0: just, like, gets drowned in its own intent, I think.
2: I think that it's one of the few movies that really address what it is that's happening inside. Well, see, I heard
0: that it was, like,
1: dated. That it was, like, dealing with technology, but that it felt like it was surprised at technology that is ubiquitous now like someone said that it felt like an older person b- afraid of technology from six years ago <laughs> was that was making a movie was... now but i don't know i haven't have you not seen the movie i, I don't think know that,
2: i think that some of the stuff like has some real hard truths in it mm-hmm. and i think that that stuff is really i think that's a hard thing to kind of a lot of the stuff makes your skin crawl a little bit mm-hmm. i mean and and it does feel like some parts are dated but it really there aren't too many there are a lot of movies that kind of gloss over some of the things that this movie kind of highlights, and I like that. But that's not enough to make it a great film. Um, I, I, I don't know. One In of the things I heard was that Jennifer Garner's character was annoying. Oh, she it... was the worst. She, like, made I me... I love her, mm-hmm. but she was fucking annoying. She made me yeah. want to, like, stop watching them. I was like, I had to leave.
0: There's no, There's no, like... There's no, like... There's nothing to like about her no. character, really, at all. Even in the moment where you're supposed to like her, you know, mm-hmm. or like there's a turn, you don't. No. Don't um, know. So what else? What else? Um, I'll try to group a couple of these together. Dracula Untold. How was that? Hold up. <laughs> with, a, with a slight asterisk. Entertaining.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: More so than I thought. Zero interest in this movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. End up
0: seeing it entertained enough that I didn't fall asleep and or I was actually watching the whole movie. Uh-huh. And it did feel like at the end, like, I don't know, I was trying to research if they did, like, reshoots or something like that because of the whole new Universal, like, monster, how they're doing the whole yeah, thing yeah. over again. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that,
1: just in case someone listening doesn't know, that, like, yeah, they're Universal is trying to create, like, a cinematic universe. Right. right? Oh, wow. And supposedly right. this is their first stab at, well, actually what I'd heard was they were starting with The Mummy which is, they're, they're working on that now for their next movie, but they're right. trying to create, like, a, a, a an in-movie universe that's got all the classic Universal monsters in it, like oh. the Creature from the Black Lagoon, the Mummy, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein's monster, and yeah. Dracula. And that they are sort of grandfathering in Dracula untold is that what it's called, yep. Um That it's it's not officially the start of that, but it's like the the option is to like look at how it performs and see about like using it as the the launching point for the Dracula character. From what I've heard, the movie has not done well, so they could very easily scrub. You know, but they might yeah. stick with Luke Evans for that character. Who I, knows? I think
0: I, There's something that definitely feels at the end like there might have been some plan for this. Yeah. Like, because, it, uh, you know, I don't know. Not I don't know like, how
1: successful that's going to be for them anyway. Yeah, me either. Because I don't know how, and also I don't know if the mummy is like the best monster to start with. To launch it, you yeah. Know, it's not a very... Yeah, I don't know. Just the like, way it
0: ended, it, like having read all that stuff prior to seeing it, it, it felt like even if that wasn't planned, they did something with it like to maybe make it foolproof so they right. could like usher it in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hold up on that one. Um, uh, what else? Kill the Messenger? I wanted to see that Go so ahead. bad. Go ahead. I like that movie. Oh, man. I, I, I This is like the great example of like no interest, no, no, or not even no interest, but I had interest, but like no backstory, mm-hmm. didn't know anything about the true, the true account, you know, the, the events that happened in, you know, in the mid nineties that, that were that this movie's based on. Um, you know, just going in. I mean, How's it, Jeremy it's Renner? Good. I mean, yeah. solid, man. I mean, like, I, you know, he's he's solid. Um, pretty good cast. Um, really interesting story. Um, and how subtle it is makes it even more interesting, the way they play it. It's it's kind of like, it's obviously a little bit, it's, it's very dramatic, you know. And I'm sure they played up a lot of the stuff, like, with his family and everything mm-hmm. to kind of sell it more. Where it maybe is too, that's probably the only criticism, is that's probably too much, like, with the family stuff. Because it doesn't really have a lot to do with the story. Um, but definitely go, g- worth checking out. I mean, I was I was interested. I was very impressed. And very to the point of I went and like read more about it after the movie. Like, I wanted to know more. Yeah. It's a really fucked up story. It's and, like, brutal. it really, like, you know, not... For, you know, the person that's all about, like, co- corruption. Not that I'm that person. Or, like, conspiracy theories and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the idea of the government, you know, basically funneling drugs into the country to help fund uh, a contra effort that the government won't officially bat. I mean, like that kind of shit's crazy to me, you know, and this yeah. is in the mid nineties when I'm alive and I'm a teenager and like completely unaware of what's going on in the world. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of crazy to find out more about it and see it on the screen and then read more about it after the fact, but definitely worth checking out Alexander and the terrible horrible, no good, very bad day. Um, Wait for it. Um, fun family movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, worth checking out St. Vincent. Go ahead. Nice sweet, You saw that? Yeah. Where? The movie theater.
2: You piece of shit.
0: I thought that was gonna be good and it was and it was good. Mm. It was good if not better than good. And it was good also because Melissa McCarthy kinda of plays it she's like down. Really? She's very subdued. So like she she's have more it. the straight like she's a mom trying. She's got a couple good one line you know, a couple funny lines, couple funny moments and physical stuff, but um it's really Bill Murray and the kid and the kid's great. Oh. Like, you know, the kid is great. I, don't, I don't think that's it. That's enough, right? Yeah, that was a lot. Man. I mean, there's more on this list, but I you know I don't want to I don't want to brag or anything. Okay.
1: You, well, you already have done that. You yeah. already bragged. You already laid it down when you I, said I, 20 I, movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's so many. There's so many. Have you Me. seen anything uh, yeah, um, aside from
1: the? You
2: know, we'll get to the ones we all saw. I, I saw the Signal. Oh, you good? Did you watch it? What do you think? Crazy. Uh, it was. I okay. So like, I have a I have a I'm comfortable with not. In life, I'm very comfortable with not having the answers for everything that's in yeah. front of me. Right, I, I'm very comfortable with that. Right, there's something about I know that when people watch this movie, it made them uncomfortable because there was no clear cut answer to what this thing was that they were chasing. Totally, and I know I know that that wouldn't have done well if it would have come out in in major theaters when been been pushed yeah. out. It, yeah. it's it's something really hard. For people, it's it's really hard for people to relax yeah. their expectations for answers and just watch something.
1: Well, people usually, like, bitch about a movie if it doesn't give yeah. them all the answers, you know? Yeah. Which is, just, sometimes a movie is messing up and you feel like, well, this movie didn't effectively do what it was trying to do, but yeah. I'm fine with a movie that, like, is not trying to hand you that stuff, yeah. you know?
2: I may have spoken about this before, but Coherence, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you did. please see that movie. Yeah, that's good. Please see. You saw it? Yeah. Yeah. God, man. It used no special effects, really. I think
0: Aaron and I still talk... I was trying to figure that movie out. Yeah, it's like, it, so it's a, good. Like, uh... The...
2: Ver- have you seen it? No,
0: I need to. I guess. Yeah, that, it's, that's a good. It
2: reminds me of kind of the not knowing. Except I felt like it was done better and coherence, and there was there were less resources. That movie was probably filmed for a quarter of what that other mo- with signal was. But,
0: but both small budgets. Both, both mm-hmm.
2: small budgets. Both really good movies. I mean, both the signal beautiful.
0: having the sci-fi element to it, I yeah. feel like looked awesome. Yeah, it like did. In, it in the end, gorgeous, like towards the end of the film, like some of those special effects it were It made me really feel cool. weird
2: at how like I felt like this movie should have gotten more. T- tension it, it
0: feels like, yeah, it it's it just it's it's odd. Yeah, it, 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 it and like you know, it's, it's perfect the way you said it. It does not explain the movie. No, it like it almost creates more questions when it's trying to answer one. Yeah, you know, like the whole there's you know there's a key character. You're like, what what's his play? And when they kind of show you the play, mm-hmm. it just opens up a whole like literally opens up an entirely new perspective of what's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah I, thought cool I thought it was pretty cool. Film pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um. Cool. Cool. Nas Thomas Ilmatic, the documentary about um, the rapper Nas, mm-hmm. um, made an album when he was 19 called Illmatic, which is universally accepted as one of the best uh, hip-hop albums ever made. He was 19? He's 19 when he made it. He wow. actually started on it when he was 18. Wow. And what makes that really interesting is that his dad was a jazz player, and all of these in- really interesting things kind of fell into place that made this album what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he wound up working with a producer that only really worked with like high profile people like Ra Kim and Slick Rick and Right. He was a kid from the projects and it just kinda worked out in this weird, mysterious way. And he he made this album and then it got there's a there's a, a magazine called The Source, which mm-hmm back in the day was like the, oh, the yeah. magazine, the oh, magazine. Totally, totally. five mics
1: is it still a print magazine yeah it's still a print magazine because uh, yeah, yeah I, has, I like i like when something survives yeah. you know
2: it got five mics which is which is the highest rating yeah. that you could you could give an album at the mm-hmm. time and it blew people's minds this kid was so young making you
1: think we that, need five mics
2: <laughs> yeah i think we need five mics need a couple Too extra mics short. yeah Damn. but it was it was a cool documentary it was it was that was the first rap album I ever bought, the first hip hop album I ever bought, and it has some sentimental value. But it's really a, a nice, yeah, uh, documentary that people can kind of pick up and watch. It's even if you're not connected to hip hop, sure, sure. Uh, time is Omatic, Nice sure. time is Omatic.
1: The first uh, hip hop album I ever bought. What was that? Was Houdini's Escape? Really? Do you know that album? <laughs> no,
2: I know Houdini though. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, in sixth grade, it was funny. It was like. You know, I remember picking that up. But it was like, I think the first time anyone in my family had ever heard rap at all. Wow. So it was like, there was definitely this like, what is this that he's... But it had... the. (laughs) Do you know the song The Freaks Come Out At Night? Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. that was on that album. The Freaks Come Out At Night. (laughs) The Freaks Come Out At... The Freaks Come Out (laughs) (laughs) Um And it had great... There was a a song called Big Mouth on there. A song called Friends. That's a good... like. I think... That's Friends, dude. I think...
2: How many of us have them? Yes, <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, they're really big fans of just yelling out <laughs> the, the words, the, yeah. the chorus of the song. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends,
0: Once we can depend on. Friends, how many of us have them? Well, I
1: guess, the <laughs> reason I even went back to that subject is because I don't—I've never known if Houdini was like like a good rap group or if they were like the sha na of rap groups or something at the time but I know that for a bunch of 11 year olds mm-hmm. is that like a hopelessly unhip reference as far as hip hop goes or is anybody going like yeah man it all goes back to Houdini's Escape yeah. but for me my relationship with hip hop began yeah. with Houdini's Escape That's,
2: those are two really good uh, songs though yeah so yeah, I mean I would have probably gotten that album honestly <laughs> um, Life Life of Crime um, I watched that. What What is it? What do you give it? What out of the three? Uh, oh, for Nas. Go, well, for, go ahead, go yeah. ahead for that. Yeah, uh, Life of Prime. Prime. Go ahead. I thought it was. I, I mean, it's it's a very interesting movie set in like the seventies about a group of people that decide they want to kidnap a wealthy wife. Yes, but I ha- they realize I, I, the, I want to check it out. They realize that the wife really. Isn't a value to the husband, he wants to leave her, right? Anyway, so, so it, it, they have to kind of create a sense of urgency, and that's where a, yeah. most deaf and um, he doesn't
0: go by most deaf in this film,
2: no Yasin Bay, which is his like name that he kind of switched over to pretty recently. Um, and John Hawks, both very good in it. The movie itself, eh, but I really liked it, I thought the Isla Fisher. Um, Tim Robbins uh, will Forte all very good in it and Mark Boone Jr uh, I thought it was a solid movie. it's worth seeing um, especially since it feels like it should have gotten more play. It feels like a man, I don't want to say it like this but like American hustle but not quite as well written yeah but it was it's it's worth checking out. it's worth checking out um, what else did I see? Oh Jimmy? All is by my side. Uh, okay, so, good movie. Um, I mean, you can't really wait for it because it's not really anywhere. So, yeah. I'd say go ahead if you can if you can get access to it. Um, I thought Andre 3000 as Jimi Hendrix was really good and they found a way to kind of make the, the story not so shitty mm-hmm. without any of the music licensing. Um, but it the story felt a little broken. And I feel like it, if it had, if it was shaved down to an hour and a half rather than two hours and it kind of focused on, you know, the things that are focused on him kind of becoming who he, who he was, because the story is basically, it's, it's it's at the point where Jimmy is just getting to a point where he realizes that he should make his own music. And, he, and his guide to that is uh, Keith Richards' girlfriend, um who kind of convinces him that everything that he's doing is kind of fake like he has processed hair she's like why do you have processed hair you're black show them your afro be not be be yourself make the make the music that you want to make and Andre 3000 is very good at kind of coming out of his shell but there are some flaws it's worth seeing i love biopics um well i like the we talked about
1: this a couple episodes ago but that, that's one where it focuses on a period of his life yeah it doesn't show him as a three-year-old or anything like that right, right. Um, it doesn't try to catch you up i don't know No, it doesn't it doesn't. My, that's the impression i got it anyway yeah. it focused it on like a certain like a few a couple of years in his yeah. life that's the smart way to do it it is because then you can tell a real story about like a real person it and is. you're not trying to sum up a person's life with key like the yeah. highlight reel yeah. of that person's life or and something
2: it shows that 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 rumored Eric Clapton moment well it's not rumored I mean yeah. it's been proven where <laughs> Eric Clapton hears him play he just says fuck this I'm not gonna play yeah. this is ridiculous cause he's so good mm-hmm. um, favorite,
1: my, one of my favorite stories about Hendrix that's like that is that I don't know if it was like the day that Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band the Beatles album was released in 67 that like he was playing songs from it at showed, his show that night that. oh they did they I always showed, thought that was so, yeah, so cool like, cause both that shows both like what a kind of hot shot he was but also yeah. that he was a fan uh, he was plugged in i mean he wasn't yeah. you know what i mean like he he's was very like, in touch very is, in touch with like what was happening in like pop at the time yeah. you know which is which is something you sort of forget about they that show kind, that the moment kind of counterculture
2: figure it's really well done yeah it's really well done you can see them like what the fuck is going on at <laughs> first and then they're like he's amazing. a genius yeah. yeah so that's really cool i think it's worth seeing man like yeah i want to see that um it's
0: funny i saw you check into that at the same theater that I was at like an hour before you. Really? I think I noticed that. I literally think like I left from seeing one Holy of the movies shit. we're going to talk about later and you were like walking in. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah, wow. It was so funny. That's crazy. Oh, did you check in for it? Because I think I noticed that too. That you I checked were- in for my movie. Okay. And then he checked in for his. Like literally it was like two hours. Apart.
1: I'm always jealous when I see one of you guys check into a movie. I'm always like, <laughs> one thing I'm like, why am I not checking into things? I don't ever check in. I just get tagged. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's are you a checker or are you a tagged you know that's one of those questions in life you have to ask. I yourself.
2: know, man. That's a, that's I'm a always really a tag. Deep... I'm a
1: checker, but never a checker. <laughs>
2: I, I like. I'm a little of both, man.
1: Mm-hmm. I like to be tagged every once in a while. It always sounds painful to me when it says that someone was tagged yeah. in their own picture. It feels
2: like somebody like takes <laughs> a stapler, and goes yeah. with the picture of the poster <laughs> on it.
1: I still giggle when I see um, like. Ronald James commented on his own status. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that as a statement, like yeah. devoid of context. That's yeah. just like, Ronald came in the other day. What, what did he do? Well, he commented on his own status and then he left.
2: Yeah. I like liking my own status. I love
1: it when it says a person likes their own status. <laughs> yeah, I love <not> doing that. <laughs> See, I haven't gotten over that yet. That's yeah.
2: Why I, Me either. I yeah. still love it. I still love it. Um, those are the ones that I guess we haven't seen together in well of- i
1: saw i saw two movies that i didn't see that weren't of the movies that i'm sure we're going to talk about and i'll run through those and i think you may have seen one of them um and you mentioned Jimi hendrix and it made mm. me think about the movie that i just saw that was about like one of the most amazing people i've ever heard of in my entire life but mm. shep gordon the oh, superman. Yeah.
0: i didn't mention it because I, I figured you might have seen it so good it's So good. It's like such, but it's
1: like such a weirdly like uplifting. I kept yeah. waiting. I mean, there are moments of drama in the story, and you get a sense of like. Just to back up, uh, Shep Gordon is this, and you know, it's to say what he does or what he did. It's almost hard to put a put a point on it. But mm-hmm. he was it's like a he was a essentially like a manager. -hmm. Who managed his? He was kind of attached at the hip to uh, Alice Cooper and had a lot to do with like the success of Alice Cooper and the crafting of his identity. But they were friends from like the like nineteen sixty five. Yeah. But he he like met Hendrix and Janis Joplin and all these people when they were like hanging around it seemed like around an apartment complex uh, in in la you yeah. know that everyone was just kind of there and uh-huh. he, they would have and there was even footage in the in the movie that was like looked like it was film someone got at the time yeah, yeah. of like you know jimmy hendrix and janice joplin kind of lounging by the pool and a bunch of hippies hanging around and, and it's but it's like these were the people that he met when he came to la and um i forget what he what was he trying to do like he was in school or something he, but anyway, he went to
0: school for like sociology and then he was right. like a, that's right. A he corrections said, officer. Yeah, or, that's right. Yeah. and they, But they basically said, you're not cut out for this world. Yeah. Arm.
1: But he went and just kind of, by force of... It was hard to, to even put a, a finger on what it is that made him so attuned to that. But he seemed to just be a person who could like... Walk up to people and like forge a bond, and yeah. he turns out to be this incredibly warm, incredibly giving guy. Who like half the people are just there saying he was the nicest guy they'd ever met, and then some of those people are saying he could be a real asshole. But those moments you hear of where he was quote unquote an asshole kind of sound like him just kind of knowing how to work the system, mm. yeah. like different things he did for clients of his to get them played, and tricks he pulled to get like people's names in the papers. Like Alice Cooper's image was largely crafted, it seems like by um, by this guy, by Shep Gordon. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he worked with other people too. And he was like the guy who invented the celebrity chef yep. that he came along. That that scene where they talk about, not to give too many spoilers away, but there's a scene where they talk about he was asking questions about these chefs and why they get paid so poorly. Yep. And like these chefs would be these hotshot chefs that everybody knew who they were and they were celebrities, but then they would be, get treated essentially as like kitchen staff by mm. the people that run the restaurant. Yep. And there were a few people that knew that he was asking about this. And again, this was before... Uh, Anthony Bourdain became famous. This is before Emeril became famous, and he went to a meeting, and like thirty five of these celebrity chefs had gathered, and were basically saying to him, like, "Do for us what you do for the artists that you manage. To, you know, take your passion and oh, your wow. your knowledge and get us some money because they were not paid well." It's like now, you celebrity chef, you can think of twenty of them, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but just the stories and just the life, and that you got even just from the footage. I mean, again, you can tell sometimes when these movies are like, it doesn't feel like a fluff piece. It's definitely a really warm movie about what a great guy this guy is. But it feels like, it's less like, oh, they avoided the really ugly stuff and more like, no, this guy really is a unique and and wonderful guy mm. who just does a few things that you can't, like, that's a class act. Certain things he does and certain things he did, like always there for his friends, kind of keeping an open door policy that people come in, like, people would have problems in their life and they would come spend time with him. And he just would open his doors and let them stay in his guest house. And like Mike Myers uh, is someone who, you know, who produces the film, but Mike Myers, you know, of Wayne's World and everything else, he's talking about when he had a rough time in his life and he sort of asked, said, I know I shouldn't ask, but can I come, come stay with you? And, you know, Shep was like, sure, come on. And it's just that type of guy... it's hard to put a finger on what a manager does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you know, I mean, even yeah. watching the movie, it was hard to say like what his job was. Yep. But it seemed to be just a backer, like a tireless backer of these different artists that he took on. And at the end, it shows a list of people that he managed. And it's insane. I mean, half the names are names you might not recognize, but but the other half are household names. Wow. What's um, the name of the documentary? It's called Supermensch. Superman. And it's on Google Play for three ninety nine, I believe. And it's on um, Amazon for like three bucks. Uh, uh two think two takeaways. If, if Michael Douglas says that you think with your dick, then you really probably think with your dick. <laughs> and the other thing is, um, Groucho Marx and Alice Cooper used to lay in bed and watch TV together every yeah. night. What? <laughs> Groucho Marx, when he was an old man, <laughs> yeah. became friends with Alice Cooper. <laughs> Sort of through this Shep Gordon guy, and they would hang out. And Alice Cooper said he would go to his house, and they would lay in bed and watch like the night the nightly talk shows together. And Groucho Marx would tell him stories about everybody from Hollywood's history that he knew. Oh, that guy was doing this, or so and so was doing that. No one liked them. That person was an asshole. You know, like. I was just like okay now I'm picturing like Alice Cooper and Groucho Marx hanging out why has not why is that movie not been made <laughs> you know like yeah. that 2 wow. year period but but it was like the most star-studded documentary as far as who kept coming up and every time it was like oh he met this person and then they met this person it's like huge people that he was just like not like a star fucker type but he just these were the people that he trafficked with, and he was not interested in fame or celebrity uh-huh. for himself. Yeah, but he was very good at like arranging that for other people. And there's some really moving stuff in there. He was Teddy Pendergrass. Pendergra- P- Prender- Pendergrass is it Pendergrass? Pendergrass. Pendergrass. There's another guy named Pendergast. confuses <laughs> me, but yeah, Teddy P- Pendergrass. Hold on a second. This is a tongue question for me. Teddy Pendergrass. There you go. There's some really touching stories about him and just his predicament and like you know his kind of sad uh his uh, sad later years in his life. So there are moments of sadness in the movie. Mm. But overall it, you just come away from it with this intense kind of almost like an admiration for this guy who seemed to work in that in that world of like managers and you know LA and music scene and everything where you think everyone's a sleaze ball and here was a guy who really seemed like not a sleaze ball yeah, at all. Somebody mm. who
0: like does not regret anything that that he's done and has like lived a like, a badass life. Is he yeah. still alive? Yeah. Uh, just lived a life that many would aspire to have, but has also done it on his own terms without really, like, selling his soul. You know what I mean? Like, there's a moment in the movie where he realized, like, some of the, a lot of the clients he was working with, he mentioned a lot of the people, John was talking about, like, Alice Cooper going through, like, rehab, and a lot of people like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin having died because of, you know, the, yeah. the spotlight they were in, and, like, made a conscious decision, like, I don't want that to happen to me, even though he lived that life as their manager, too but you know and what he does later in life and even you know to this day um just an awesome awesome story and um also he dated Sharon Stone Sharon
1: Stone when she was brand new wow. like when Sharon she was Stone. She,
0: when she was Sharon Stone and and the and he did not
1: look like a guy who would be dating Sharon Stone. Not Do you know at what I all. mean? Like normally uh-huh. if I'd just seen a picture of the two of them, I would have been like, Oh, look Sorry. at this look at this Hollywood sleaze ball dating the young starlet. But knowing he's such a cool guy, you actually are like, Oh, Sharon Stone must have been drawn to this guy you know what I mean? Yeah. You believe that Sharon Stone would have been drawn to this uh-huh. guy's like magnetism and his intelligence and yeah. he, and He's a great laugher. I don't know. Just a really if cool movie. You, If you want to feel yeah. good, it's a good documentary. Yeah, definitely worth it. It's that rare good documentary that makes you feel good. You yeah. know, most good documentaries make you doubt the, you know,
2: the future of the world. I saw a documentary, too. Sorry to... That's all right. I Am Ali. Oh, okay. Uh, that was really good. What was it? I, I mean, like, I think it just put into perspective the things that he was saying in the 60s is a really crazy idea to me that I never thought about until... I saw this, and then he had a bunch of tapes that he had where he would he would just tape his daughter and be like, "Hey, um, life is really precious. I don't know how much time I'm gonna have on this earth, but I want to record these conversations." He did this like a lot, mm-hmm. and they would play these tapes. I didn't even know that about him. He would just tape large chunks of dialogue that he would have with people, and they played some of, some of that. And narrated, his brother was in it, his daughters are in it. Mm-hmm. It's good, man. Some footage I'd never seen before.
1: Well, that's what I'd heard, was that it actually unearthed some things that you haven't yeah, seen a million times. Yeah,
2: I, a lot of that stuff I hadn't seen. So, And then um, the
1: one other one that I saw that, um, that I don't know if anyone else saw, but I was curious about, and I'm always, you know, certain filmmakers you kind of watch, and then when they have a new movie that's supposed to come out in March and then gets pulled off the schedule and then kind of sneaks out on demand, you know it might not be a good movie, but uh, 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 Joe Carnahan's latest movie, Stretch.
2: Oh, you saw it? How was that? Uh, I don't... God damn it, I wanted to see that. I downloaded it.
1: Uh, I haven't seen Southland Tales, but it oh reminded God. me of Southland Tales. <laughs>
2: oh, no. <laughs> um, no.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it's got some... I think it's bad. I mean, you know how you know, you know how like last year when we did our worst movies, and I said I didn't see any bad movies. Mm-hmm. I think this is a bad movie. I mean, it's got moments that it's ballsy and it's weird. And if is you it like crazy Joe Carnahan, for the sake
2: of being crazy, is it is that what it's it is? got
1: that? Did you see Smoke and Aces? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, then Joe Carnahan can have fun going off the rails. And about you know half of that movie was fun. Like it looked like it was fun to make. But it was only about halfway fun to watch, you know? Mm-hmm. But this very much fits into that neighborhood, but it's also got some really weird touches in it. Like, Ed Helms plays like a ghost, and he, he overacts and kind of overdoes it as usual. Um, Chris Pine plays a, a crazy billionaire character. And that I would say his shit. performance... <laughs> how to describe his performance? It's like if you combine William Shatner's entire career... With the last 10 years of Al Pacino's career. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like... It looks
2: like he's like...
1: Brutal he's... overacting. Yeah. A couple of good moments, and Chris Pine seems to be having fun, but it's bad. I mean, it's it's but it's bad in a very... You know how we've been talking about sitting down and doing our kind of movie autopsy one of these days, and The Counselor is still a great candidate because it's got some bat shit aspects to it. Mm. While watching Stretch, I was like, or we could do this movie. <laughs> because it's, 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 it's crazy like that, but it's also... It's just weird. It's like things about it that kind of work and then things about it that don't work. And things about it that um I mean you know, like Jessica Alba not a very good actor. Yeah. You know, and she's carries part of the movie. Um and that's a problem. Like P- Patrick Wilson is actually pretty good. Yeah, that's what and, I've read. In the, the movie, he's actually like he plays an actor mm-hmm. in the movie, like an out of work actor who's a limo driver and it's all the uh, stories of like what he gets into. Yeah. Like over a night of of his career where Uh, he owes some money to somebody and they say, if you don't give me $6,000 by midnight, then I'm going to kill you. And so the whole movie is him kind of trying to stay ahead of the people that are, um, it's kind of trying to, him trying to stay ahead of the people that are gunning for him while also uh, trying to delve into a situation that just gets worse and worse and worse. It's kind of a snowballing situation. And yeah, I mean, it's interesting and it's watchable and it's never really boring, but there are some things about it that just do not work. However, Patrick Wilson, who can be kind of a, you know, not the best thing about a movie that is, and he can be kind of a stiff actor. I've liked him in some things, but sometimes his presence is a very stiff presence. Mm-hmm. He's really dynamic in it, and the premise of him being an actor who uses his acting in certain situations, it actually kind of works that he's, you sort of believe he's in the world of the movie that he's a good actor. Like, that he's a guy who starts off not being that good at that, and then over the course of the night, that, you know, his adventure, he, uh, he kind of uses his abilities to act to get him out of certain situations so i would say yeah I, I can't i can't say i can't say go ahead and i can't really say wait for it or hold up what i want to say is like
0: i don't fucking know it's like, huh? <laughs> it's up to you <laughs> you were warned that's yeah. what i want to say that's a new category <laughs> you were, you, warned. You, you were warned. warned
1: but i bet you guys i mean it's definitely a conversation piece if you saw yeah. it you would definitely come out yeah of i definitely saying, watch
0: it i got it also with that I haven't.
1: Yeah, just, I just haven't just had a chance. on my
2: hard job waiting.
1: I mean, there's something that happens right at the end that is like out and out corny. And you keep waiting for the movie to pull the rug out from under this corny moment, because it's the kind of movie that doesn't buy into its corniness. Yeah. But it's but it does. Like, it, it starts off with him having a conversation with Jessica Alba's character about fate, and whether he believes in fate. And she says, everything happens for a reason. And then he says, no, that's not true, you know. And of course, wouldn't you know it, at the end of the movie, he's got a different feeling about whether everything happens for a reason. No way. And it's just that kind of thing that's, uh, you know... It's, mm. it's just, it feels like it needed another polish in terms of, if you're going to have it be about that, you can't have it be on the nose as that. Have a characters talking about whether it all happens for a reason at the end, being like, well, I guess it all happens for a reason. That's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. it just... And, and it's surprising because the movie is kind of irreverent and crazy, and yet it does end up in this note that, like, it feels like it needed a wilder twist or a wilder note at the end to really pay off the kind of craziness. Sure. Yeah. I found myself thinking it was sort of like... After Hours meets Charles Swan the Third.
2: What was that movie called? <laughs> oh yeah, Charlie Swan. You know the way
1: that movie was just kind of a big mess, though. Yeah, yeah. Like this, ha- this has that quality where it's like a lot of ideas kind of fighting for for prominence. But uh... and it's in a movie that gives David Hasselhoff a cameo, where he's supposed to be like badass David Hasselhoff, and he's so bad it's painful to watch mm. because you can tell it's him having fun. Oh wow, I got a great cameo in this one. Yeah. You know. Um, and he's awful yeah. but you can tell he really thinks this is like a cool cameo for him and then you know and other celebrities that have cameos in it have you know fare better but yeah an oddly watchable piece of garbage Hmm. gotcha I guess we should highlight some
2: of the yeah some of the bigger let's
1: get into
0: the two big guns
1: let's get into the man crush special portion of
2: the episode oh maybe (laughs) we should do the man crush last what do you mean why don't we do that one last why don't we do the one we saw yesterday first
0: well that's a man crush too that's a Ronald. Oh,
2: it's my man crush, too. All right.
0: Okay, well, we obviously need to arm wrestle. Because yeah. okay. for you to completely overlook that in my presence is not only insulting, but it's downright infuriating. This is a guy that oh.
1: I call British Petroleum. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> BP. We're talking about Brad Pitt.
2: Bra- Bradley Pitt. I can't
1: Pitt. say my boy Brad Pitt. I can't say our boy Brad Pitt. I can say <laughs> Steve's boy Brad Pitt. Steve's boy. At least John acknowledges it. Yeah. <laughs> But we all wow, love that was Brad Pitt. Fine. Yeah, like absolutely. we all like. I mean, it's like I still find him sometimes to be a I talk about a sort of stiff presence. I find his acting can sometimes be kind of stiff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I feel like it's yeah. just he's got this midwestern flat voice that's just his thing. It's something mm-hmm. he brings to a character.
2: Yeah, we were talking about Fury. I don't know if we've said the name of the movie yet. I don't really like war movies, yeah. but I I love Brad Pitt. I'm I'm Shia LaBeouf ha- has become for me. A, a staple in in the group of actors that I consider consistent. I feel like every time I see him, he's always pretty effective at kind of portraying whatever he's portraying. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we people like to take his personal life yeah, oh, and, yeah. and and intermingle it in with his acting skills. Well, he's
1: had some pretty he's
2: like, had some shit but I mean,
1: like the 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 ripping the the initial the plagiarism and then the confusion about whether it was some kind of prank. I mean, that's a pretty like. Douchey. Yeah, he oh, had yeah. a douchey spell. Yeah, douchey yes. douchey. but I don't think that it ever amounts to bad actor. Yeah, you know. And <laughs> exactly. I, I think I was open. Like I remember telling you before we saw Fury, I'm open to Shia LaBeouf being good in something. Yeah, and he was. I thought pretty good in it. Oh, you know, it wasn't like a performance that like sticks with me necessarily. But in the context of the movie, he was good. Really, the cast was great in general. I don't know in the end if the movie had as much. We were kind of mentioning this last night. I don't. In general, I felt like it didn't have a whole lot to offer that was new. It was just a well done version of something we've seen before, and then when you get to the end, it feels there is a sort of "what was that all about?" feeling for me. Like, yeah, you know, it didn't feel like it really staked out its own ground outside of the fun close quarters aspect of being a tank movie, which I can't say I've seen a tank movie before. I'm sure there there are other movies that may do that, but I got really claustrophobic and I got really involved in that kind of world, that little microcosm yeah. of those guys in the tank.
2: Um, I'm not a big fan of like. Take young, unexperienced person, make him into a man by the end of the movie. I'm fucking... That bothers me, but... Uh, do you think that worked well? The whole, like... I mean, be- it's, it's definitely it's definitely a cliche, and it was definitely
1: predictable. You sort of knew what you were going to get from that. Yeah. And there's nothing about that arc that surprises you in that movie. Yeah. Like, you
0: know he's going to turn the corner, and he's going to show some balls, and you know it's not going to be as simple as that. It's a movie I was definitely looking forward to because of who was involved. I like David Ayer... I've liked the the last few films that he's done and you know I I'd, I'd read a lot and expected a lot in terms of like how uh I guess violent and ex- like visceral it was very very violent like you know the shots and you know just like the death scenes and even even not even relating to like the death violent piece like just even in the tank like their relationships how violent they were <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and uh th- yeah, they they're they're it kind of dawns on you like that these are uh, they're bad guys in a lot yeah. of ways. You yeah. Know? yeah, and that, that's a, actually that was one of the things I was going to say. Like, one of the things that bothered me was like some of the mixed messages, like I was picking up throughout the film about the characters individually, mm-hmm. specifically John Barenthal's character. Which I don't even remember what his name was in the film. Coonass was his nickname, okay. but I don't know what his name <laughs> right. was. Right. Well, that character. I mean, there's like a lot of scenes like where like they all have a nickname and a name. Right. And it where took you, me a while to realize. You're, you're like meant to hate him, and then you're meant to like, oh, he's he yeah. actually is a nice guy. Or you know, he's like, a
2: serial rapist. Or yeah. yeah. Or, 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 or yeah. yeah he, out, like, that, what that's
0: what I'm this? saying. Like that scene, and like the scene with you know when when they're in the the apartment with the two girls, and you know, and then like there's a moment when they're in the barn, and they're just like, I want you to know, I think you're a good man. Yeah, you, you know, I'm not going down without you. You know, yeah. like it's just like it happens pretty quickly, and it's just like I don't, I don't buy that. Well, you know? you know, that scene that you're talking about.
1: There's a scene where Brad Pitt and Logan Lerman uh, go into t- kind of take refuge and like wash up and hang out in the apartment with like they, they've arrived in a city, and you know, basically the city, the soldiers in the city, most of them have surrendered, and right. the American troops are kind of moving in, and they're just kind of poking around, and they find this apartment with these, with these two girls in it. And it's a pretty tense scene. I actually liked that scene, like from the beginning to the end of that scene. It was long, but it really—it's like a twenty-minute chunk of the movie or something. But it really, the tension was very palpable, and I found myself kind of admiring the filmmaking uh, around just taking that moment. And it kept going on, and right when you thought it might end, then the other guys, the other guys from the from from their tank come in, and the situation changes, and it gets more tense and more unsettling. And that's right at that moment where I'm looking at it going like, these guys, are they just rapists? Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah. it, and it seems like the way that they're talking about the women, it's very unsettling. And I don't know that, I kind of am with you, Steve. It's not like I thought, oh, I can't handle that in a, in a war movie. But it did leave me going like, what am I supposed to really be thinking about these guys? Exactly. And maybe the movie wants you to do that, but it I don't know that it had much to offer beyond just making me feel kind of a certain amount of like, lack of comfort with yeah, the characters yeah, like sure. and even brad pitt's character who has a couple of moments that make him seem like a really good man he also has a few moments that make him seem like a total bastard oh, wow. you know yeah. yeah
2: you know it's funny the first scene where he's like in the tank stomping his friends, mm-hmm. his yeah somebody in his platoon It it makes after you see the whole movie it makes more sense why he was so yeah brutal yeah, brutal to that that guy but that was his currency. I get that part. Sure. But like, Jesus, man. Like, I think I think it made it harder because a lot of those movies like uh, Apocalypse Now and stuff like that break away from characters for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this didn't break away from them. And then focusing on those characters and hearing them say the things that they were saying and doing the things that they were doing made it a lot harder to forgive them as people. Yeah. It made, I mean, like, I was attached, obviously, because they, I mean, like... They were great characters. Yeah, they, mean, were. they were. But, man, like... Uh, yeah, and How I, many times Because this guy talk about fucking women, like, under these weird circumstances? Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. I, I just felt a little... Well, it seemed like... You know what it was? Is
1: that the first half of the movie, it seemed like, oh, they are... Acting this way to to haze the, the greenhorn, you yeah. know, to haze the, the raw recruit. Mm-hmm. And then as the movie goes on, you're like, well, no, maybe they are really doing these things that they're talking about, or they really would do these things that they're saying they would do. And then, again, I just don't know that the movie did anything to kind of pick up those pieces and say, like, why I should care about these guys beyond mm-hmm. that. But you do you do come to know them all, and you do... Come to sort of respect that idea of this unit—that you're not going to, not going to let anything happen to your your brothers, essentially. Yeah. But um, I also found uh, uh, Michael Pena's uh, facial hair. I kept thinking, like, is that the facial hair that someone would have had in
2: 1945? <laughs> right. Or is it? Or is it the facial hair of a gang member from yeah L.A. cop drama? Mm-hmm, like yeah. it, it felt very like he was obviously shooting. And also the theater. slang,
0: <laughs> the use
1: of the slang. It felt like they. I, I think sometimes I remember reading that the the writer director the showrunner on uh, Deadwood mm-hmm. that he said that like they used some anachronistic slang in that you know with all the language all the motherfucker and cocksucker those words were around back in the eighteen nineties. But they used a more harsh form because they wanted to be shocking to audiences of today. Mm. Because if you actually had like cowpokes and these these grizzled, you know, gunfighters and stuff coming in and saying the things they would have said in 1890 or 1870 or whatever, it wouldn't sound it wouldn't sound rough to us today. It yeah. would sound like light slang or you yeah. Know. And I think that they, I felt like this movie did the same thing. I felt like they admittedly said, okay, we want this to sound harsh, so we're gonna have these guys say things that sound very contemporary. Yeah. And in some ways, the movie did feel like it was kind of experimenting with that this is a non, this doesn't feel like a 1945 movie. This feels like a contemporary film. And I yeah. found myself watching for why that was the case. Partially it was the soundtrack. Partially it was some of the camera work and some of the angles. And just filmmaking I'm not accustomed to seeing mm-hmm. in a movie that's about the you know World War II, which often feels like there's a gauze between you and the history of what you're saying, And there's a little bit of, you know, there's a distance between you and that short yeah. history. Definitely. And I think this movie doesn't. This movie removes that distance like yeah. right from the first scene you're seeing like the aftermath of a battle and all these flaming tanks and dead people laying around and yeah. this movie I felt like it was up close and personal with that stuff in a way that you don't always get with with a war movie and so for yeah. the a lot of it I was really thinking like oh, this is really cool it was only I kind of feel like it it's certain things of it just kind of washed off as I was leaving like you know yeah. in the end I don't know that it amounted to to more than some of the strengths we're talking about, fun to watch,
0: very watchable, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Very badass. Oh, totally. And but, I, actually, I actually thought Shiloh was great in this movie. Yeah. I, I, I'm i a fan of his. When we were talking about that after the movie, I'm a mm-hmm. fan of his. But I think he was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like his character his, his Bible ca- is a... Yeah, his his character's arc and just like... And that... that I felt like he was kind of like the through line mm-hmm. in the film. Um. Well, he, he does have cried, a compassion...
2: He cried so much in a way that didn't feel like weak... He cried so. Did you notice how much he yeah. like cried at that dinner scene that we were talking about? He, like they were st- like they were just talking, and he would, he cried a couple times. Yeah. Like I like that about him. It didn't feel like he was vulnerable. Like it felt like he was just experiencing just raw. this. Yeah, yeah. Just a raw emotional person. And there's a
1: great moment late in the film between him and Brad Pitt's character when he's quoting a Bible verse, and and Brad Pitt's character knows <laughs> oh, yeah, man, what I what the what the verse scene. is. And he, I didn't again. I, you don't expect to feel that moment when it occurs. But when it occurs, you go, oh, wow, I would be... I'm, I'm moved watching this, so you yeah. believe that the character on the screen is moved. That totally. someone Because it's all about, like, you're in this awful situation, these little flashes of humanity. What do you have to hold on to in that mm. moment, you know? And so much of Brad Pitt's character is based on, like, trying to make his men realistic about what's really going to happen. But there's still, like, a kind of a fatherly tendency yeah. to try to, like... It's tough love, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely.
2: You know what was a little weird, too? Like, the more... In the beginning, when everything happened, and they had those moments where Brad Pitt would kind of break away, mm-hmm. that stopped happening as much. You mean like where you were seeing like moments of like yeah vulnerability that or, stopped yeah. happening quite as much. Like I thought that that would happen more when stuff intensified a little bit, but it was mm-hmm. like maybe that was his thing. Maybe what? we just
1: didn't see him sufficiently alone enough to have yeah. a moment like that later that in the movie. Just,
2: I thought that was a really interesting part about Choice, his character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you know, he cared for them. And that was interesting. I mean, however, his brand oh, yeah. of caring was. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. Yeah, that was a really cool thing.
0: Yeah, no, this is definitely. I feel like a go ahead and. Yeah, yeah. I'll see it again. Let's Let's go go ahead, ahead and see it. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a good film, very well made, and I mean, especially for anybody fan of war movies, being like I think one of, if not the first movie to actually use like tiger tanks like real tiger tanks they got from like a a museum. Yeah. Like it 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 looks amazing. There's some really really great sequences with the actual tank battles that are just amazing and uh the anti-tank? Yeah, that yeah. that scene we were talking I have to about, look that was that, tank that was up, crazy. Man. But yeah, yeah, definitely go ahead and see Fury. Definitely yeah. worth checking out for sure.
1: Within the first few minutes, you'll see just how nice Brad Pitt's character can be to a horse and how not nice he's going to be to Nazis. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Very, very sure. That was enough. a shocking. That that kill is yeah. was brutal. I mean, especially since it was like a, ah, yeah, sort of like ha, I gotcha, mm-hmm. like sort of death. Um, yeah, man, I, I I liked it. I I want to see it again. So I, I could
1: easily see myself ahead. watching it again one day. But I, yeah. you know, there's a lot of movies I say that about that I just oh, never that find that the time to. City, yeah. But um, yeah, Fury. Yeah, I guess we're yeah. It's a go-head.
2: go ahead. Good, ahead. good. I guess we're going to talk about the the main the main event. The main
1: one even though we're a couple of weeks
2: out from it at this point, yeah. but still. Can, let's
0: can, be honest though. This movie's got legs.
2: Yeah. yeah. Can I say something? I'm going to you... say something before we even talk about the movie because this is big for me. You know, you know a movie is good when the person that you despise you consider incredible in it. Are you
1: talking about Mr. Tyler Perry? Yeah.
2: Man, Tyler Perry pa- Wait, what movie is this,
1: Ronald, Before we get too far, we have a, he's right. talking about, of course, Con Girl, Diary of a Mad Black. <laughs> we finally yeah. saw yeah. it. Medea goes to jail three. We're talking about, but
2: idea scared stupid, yeah, or uh, this is a Fincher movie, Medea right? goes to camp. Yes. Okay. Right. So one of the like things, you don't know,
1: it's a brand name Fincher film. One of the things you know?
2: about his movies that I always notice is the pace of the dialogue, very like. Okay. Well, exactly. That's what all I was like. About thinking.
0: Tyler Perry's movie. No. Or David
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fincher. <laughs> Fincher's movies are very. It's
1: easy to confuse the,
2: their catalog. <laughs> They're interchangeable. Yeah. Is that honest. like a thing for David Fincher? Like the 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 dialogue is very like paced very quickly. I think and this very...
1: movie was different than his movies. Yeah, for yeah. that reason, because I think the dialogue in especially in the opening scenes of mm-hmm. Gone Girl. Um, uh, I found myself thinking, "I don't buy this." And then later in the film, you realize that maybe this is reflected through the through the yeah. through someone's memory, why, and why that's why like it the... feels a little too clever and a little too cute. Because yeah. I remember, like, I I was actually like down on it, when and, they were... and then realized, like, oh, okay, I, what I thought was a flaw in the movie making was actually a clue as to what's really going on here, which is that yeah. we're hearing memories that are being, you know, even if it weren't like, even if it's a true memory, you remember yourself as being more. More clever than you were, yeah. You know, yeah. You specifically, right? And me
2: specifically, yeah. just saying all sorts of witty things to people <laughs> that aren't really very witty at all. But yeah, th- that was weird. But for that me might be too. what I'm if, saying. That would be the
1: closest I can think of. Yeah, what you're saying is the dialogue a, felt unnatural like and kind of stylized,
2: stylized and cartoony almost at first, mm-hmm. just the way they were speaking to each other. But but it doesn't make sense in the relationship to everything that kind of happened. But if if we were talking about acting, just acting standards of acting. This movie is it. Yeah, it's it's one. It's in my... Already going to be in my top 10. I know it. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Nobody in the movie took away from this beautiful, beautifully put together story. Is there a better actor that could have played Nick Dunn? No, there's not. Okay. Because
1: of the baggage that Affleck brings to the role. I totally agree. Because he's exactly... He's a he's an exact analog to like where Ben Affleck is in his career, Absolutely. or maybe it's where he's been. Thing. Maybe, been. I don't yeah. think where he is now, but where yeah. he has been. Like it's so weird. Yeah, like yeah. It's and, like... and that he plays it so. I mean, I don't know. Whatever you want to say about Ben Affleck, he's one of those guys that with the right role, and you've heard. I mean, I was you know like I thought he was pretty good in Argo, but but I I wanted to see a, a more versatile actor sure, in that role. Sure. But when he's cast as well as he is in this, you know, like I said, I was watching it going. You're right, Steve. Ben yeah. He's a good guy. Steve must be so happy. That scene went well. So
2: proud of Am, am I the only one that was like, I can't wait to see him interact with this character. Yeah. I can't wait to see him interact with this character. And when he did, it was like, oh. oh yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So good, man. It, it, but, but yeah, let's get into a little
1: bit of the... I mean, obviously, I think this story is... You know, people have been talking about this. Is it a are big conversation? Piece. I don't think we have to, but we might. I, don't I mean, think since, we have since to. it's the last movie we're talking about, we can always give a point and say after yeah, this because there okay. are certain things I, we could address. Um, but for me, it's more about like that—that that drawing you in, and that you know the trail We were talking about the trailers to this uh, in our fall preview yeah. a, a couple episodes back, where it's like. They did this, you know, they did the David Fincher thing of using music and just these moody shots. And you just start to get a feel for the visuals of the film. And then when you're watching this movie, this movie is like, I think is like a pitch black comedy. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I know it, what you mean. Because yeah. it's, it's like a satire of so many things. It yeah. like satirizes our media and the way that the media jumps on a, a, a sordid tale and like picks yeah. a bad guy.
2: Tragedy point is what they called it in uh newsroom okay yeah kind of what they were doing like it was like fucking harping on this shit but it like becomes
1: this thing but also just all the ways that in our media age that like you know if you're a guy I I mean I don't know that I wouldn't accidentally smile if people were snapping my picture and i was standing there awkwardly in front of a bunch of people but they make a major plot point out of like flashing an awkward charming smile you know Which is what Nick Dunn does when he's standing there next to a picture of his wife, who's missing, presumed dead, and everyone's wondering if he did it. And then you get one picture of him smiling, which we we they set it up. His sister says, "Don't do that thing you do, you know, where you kind of smile when you're nervous." But we all it takes is that one image to 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 doom him, you know. And then you start to see that there's even more than that going on that might doom this guy. I just found it very. like, very interesting, but but ultimately, like, I think even up to the end when it's, as, you know, which a really grim in a lot of ways ending, there's something kind of darkly funny about, about this relationship oh, yeah. that we learn about between these two people. Um, and I would say, aside from that, too, that, like, the tonal shift that the movie pulls off...
2: In the second half? You, you
1: really yeah. have to go with it, but this is a case of, like, pulpy, almost, like, trashy material oh, totally. being elevated... By, like, craft. And mm-hmm. I think the book is supposed to be a fun, self-knowing book. It's not like a, you know, it's not a, a total pulp book. Like, a lot of people really love that book. But I think what people liked about it was that it gave them a way in. And I would say, and this might be where we would say, okay, you're either going to see Gone Girl or you, you, you're you not going to see Gone Girl. But we're giving it a go ahead, right? Good. So maybe mm-hmm. after this, here be spoilers. Um, I would say that this movie creates a new character I mean, I'm not saying it stands alongside like the great movie villains, mm-hmm. but the there's a Hannibal Lecter esque character in this film yeah. that if when you analyze what they are capable of and what they do, you totally buy the sort of like the arrangement that they reach at the end of how this relation, how this marriage is going to work going forward. You totally believe that he would be like afraid. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like. He's kind of as bad as she thinks he is, and he kind of deserves her in some ways. We see that his yeah, character Yeah, yeah, totally. But, I mean, like, for instance, I guess I'll just come out and say it since we're in spoiler territory. It's intimated <laughs> it's that This hurts he, you so bad it's, to it's, say it. it yeah. Well, at this point, people have had time to run. <laughs> but it's intimated that, you know, she lies about him being physically violent with her. Yeah. But then in the end, he is. Yeah. But... But But it's like she proved. It's like he became. He became. That's a weird. That's a weird. But but it's like he became the thing thing that you are watching the whole movie going. But he's not that bad. But that's not true. But that didn't happen. And then at the end, you go, nope. He's sort of just. He's he's not so much. no one's as bad as she is yeah but he's he deserves her she
2: put him she put him in a weird regard okay so I'm
1: not saying you shouldn't but I'm just saying in our culture yes violence against women especially right now there's a lot of violence against women being talked about yeah and I think this movie walks right into that by saying like yes it'd be very like if, if you get accused of that (laughs) <laughs> and it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean having a character that fakes being raped and fakes being abused and stuff in today's that's like incredibly unpolitically correct. yeah nowadays because what we, you know, and I've heard someone say this movie' is like a men's rights activist. Yeah. like d- dream because she is the nightmare woman. But I would say more so than that. I felt like there was, I mean again, there's a lot of debate about whether this movie's misogynist or not. But I thought there was something kind of feminist about like how evil they let her be. Yeah. In a way that you don't I mean again, that's like Hannibal Lecter level shit that they don't usually let a female yeah. character be. Yeah.
2: She was brilliant. I yeah. mean like
1: that's And unapologetically kind yeah. of evil about it.
2: They, she was she was ten steps I mean, that's so such a fifty. If you were to <laughs> it's like It's not a cliche if you yeah, if you increase the ten, number. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not. But because it, it went beyond that. It went beyond just being smart enough to be just fast enough for someone not to catch you. It was the fact that she had planned so much ahead, so far ahead of the situation that if... In she, such a mean way. Right. Like, she used yeah. everything she knew about him against him yeah. and everything
1: she knew he would do. She had him pegged, you know? Yeah. Like that, she that was there's priming. something
2: brilliant about that. And seeing it kind of unfold and seeing him react to it and then being kind of hip to it too late. Yeah, but still brilliantly <laughs> pulling something out. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: And, then, and, I and that guess... makes her interesting, too, because he really does appeal to her ego, in a sense. Like, what oh, makes totally. her kind of warm up to him is that she's sort of like, oh, he loves me. Like, you know what I mean? Which, yeah. again, makes her, like, maybe not, not a great example for, if you're going to say, what's a... what's a. But I, I would imagine if I was a woman, I would see in this character, again, like I said, just she gets to be complicated and weird and smart and kind of evil and kind of... And, and also, she gets thrown a curveball late in the film, too, that she has to think her way out of in the most gruesome way. and th-
0: and that's what turns her on yeah you know, right that, that's what turns her on even wanting to go back you yeah. know like 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 that. that's where you were getting at before like where they almost deserve one another in the yeah. end because it's like that elevates the game to her it's like oh there's there's nick you yeah. know it's like now he cares uh-huh. you know yeah. and like when he gives oh, her great. when he gives the interview and like kind of dishes it back it's like all right you in know, a really clever way yeah know? yeah
1: and like, similar to the Will Graham-Hannibal Lecter relationship on the show, Hannibal, in the sense that there is a back and forth. Yeah. And you get a sense that these two people like know how to get the other one going and keep them going. And it's do you think this movie has anything to say about like marriage, all relationships? Or did you feel like it kind of started off that way, but by the end, it's left that territory? Because I don't feel like... I didn't see my marriage in this film at all. There were a few details... That I was like, oh, that's universal, or that's that's you know that's that's I, relationship stuff. But I don't think that like I've heard so many people say, oh, it's the David Fincher cynicism about relationships and marriage, and that this movie is like don't don't go see this movie with your spouse or whatever. But I was like, no, I think in the end it's such a specific story. It didn't feel like it had that much to say about like I, every marriage. But no. there's definitely a couple of lines where someone
2: says, well, that's marriage for you. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of situations it's hinting at that. I hear a lot of guys. I I I hear a lot of guys talk about like ideas of people, ideas of women that they want, and I think that the pressure to be that person for a woman it, it sounds really hard. It seems really hard, and you don't have to be that person. I mean, putting on to become that person for someone just seems like a really insane idea because yeah. guys don't have to do it. In the same way that women feel like they have to, and and you talking s- about like the kind of cool girl concept, yeah, cool, cool, and and hip and sports and see, but I
1: that. feel like that's that rings of truth that you're talking specifically that monologue,
2: that monologue, but in general, but in but general, I would say
1: that it, that her character is a is kind of a psycho bitch though, yeah, she's so a she's she doesn't think that women actually are into those things. Yeah. But there are tons of women that do love football and chicken wings, and they aren't doing it in a performative but way, and they're not doing it to get with men. So I, I feel like we're supposed to see that her character, when she's making that observation, that she's kind of basing it on her yeah. own like lack of a self. Like She doesn't really have a, a center that holds.
2: The, whatever, whatever it is that marriage is for people seems very... I, I think that marriage is an amazing thing mm-hmm. for people two people that love each other have an understanding and get along. But then for the other fraction of the world, there's the people that just hit an age, they get pressured and they just kind of fall into this misery. And if you're lucky enough to find somebody like Steve's found somebody, like mm-hmm. you found somebody, you know what I mean? Like you find somebody and it works. Yeah. Like, but I know a lot of people that compromise. I know a lot of women that compromise on a lot of levels in, t- in terms of what they want in things and what they 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 kind of water down these expectations and become this person for some oh, yeah. and and that can make you crazy All Right. that it also, it that,
0: also wears out yeah it, that, we- that, that, oh yeah that's one of the things i like was picking up in the movie there's a scene when they when when she starts first discussing with him about like not wanting to become that couple you yeah. know where she's putting on the act of not knowing like she knows what's going on yeah you know and, and he's the one that's playing like he's interested anymore you know like that that couple like you're saying i've seen that couple yeah. I'm oh yeah sure we've yeah, all yeah. you know and you don't you know who's who's to know where that that truly the problem is rooted in 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 relationship x but there's definitely moments like where you know i i i'm getting married next year but i've been in a long-term relationship and i have a lot of friends that are married and some have gone great some have not so i mean I, I definitely saw some things in this movie, like where it's kind of talking a, about what could happen in a marriage. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like meant to be. I didn't. I didn't see it as like as like an indictment of not marriage. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. at all. Mm. I, I, it's more of these characters. Yeah, you know these people, and not to mention like you first said, this is a recount of what her story is. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know not to mention that you know this is somebody who herself has an interesting past, like mm-hmm. the way her parents raised her and the and the, and the pedestal that she's been put on never really lived up to. You know that's got to factor into the person that she is now, and that's also a very unique person. Right. And as you see this film play out, and and the, and the and the shift happens, you truly see how unique and sinister and fucking crazy, um, you know things, the way things happen. Um, I mean it's just I've read a lot of articles. Uh, this movie totally intrigues me. One of my favorite movies of the year. I agree mm-hmm. with you. It'll it'll definitely be in my tops. I've seen it only once. I saw the last like 45 minutes actually. The, the day that we saw Fury, I was watching the end of the movie. I got there early, and uh, <laughs> I just watched the last like 45 minutes. And man, that last like 10 minutes yeah. when they're like kind of stepping around one another, and she's like, and it's luring. an odd ending mm-hmm. for a movie because and the it score keeps is playing so out. fucking creepy. Yeah, like the, like it's when she's making him when, like, yeah. when she's making him breakfast. Yeah. and yeah. like and she's trying to like lure him in, like you know, you can sleep in the bed, you mm-hmm. know, like. No, yeah, yeah
2: it just feel I just need he some looks more time. Petrified. And yeah. they replay that audio clip from the beginning about yeah. cracking us. Well no, oh, you know what scene, I noticed yeah. though yeah. is that it's oh, like man.
1: slightly different wording and she's got the shorter hair. Yeah. So it is yeah. different. It's yeah. not That's the okay. same shot, but yeah. it's like it's, it's 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 suggesting that kind of pattern of like this happened once before, here we are back again. Uh. What I like about that is that you don't know how long she's gonna be interested in this. Yeah. <laughs> but she's too smart to think that she can pull the same trick again. So do you know what I mean? Yep. So it's like yep, what's yep, the yep. what's the end game of, of her character when she decides a month, a year, whenever, a decade later, all right, no, maybe I am kinda of tired of this asshole. Like, what does she do then? You know, like what's the next play like I do think of her in a very I know I keep mentioning Hannibal Lecter, but I think of her in that in that way that at the end of Silence of the Lambs. The way you thought, like, oh, Hannibal Lecter's out in the world. There's no telling what that fucker's going to do. <laughs> yeah. I feel that way about the character. Uh, we should mention, we haven't mentioned Rosamund Pike uh, yeah. plays the character. Um, very good. I mean, but very memorable. Very, very scary. Just a scary character. And in, in a way that was fun to watch. In a way yeah. that you could... You kind of rooted for how clever she was about certain things that she did. But there was definitely a moment where you're like, oh, man, I would not... You know, like what, what even he says to her when she shows up on the lawn and he's like, what does he say? You fucking bitch or whatever. (laughs) But like that, again, that's funny. It sums up the movie, you know, in a lot of ways. Like that moment is a great example of like, you go through this whole movie so that you can get this crazy moment because the movie definitely goes places you don't expect, you know, you just haven't seen a movie like this before. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of combines those elements. And, and also her past. What did you think? I did hear that in the book. I haven't read the book. Has, has anyone else read the book? I
2: want to. I, I, heard, I, I heard
1: that know. in the book you get a story of an old uh, platonic, like a female friend of hers. Oh, that she okay. also like, used and chewed up and spit out. Oh, really? And I've read that a lot of people feel like that should have been in the movie. Because in the movie it seems like she has only done this oh, to like victimize yeah. men. Mm. And that that again creates, cre- it creates that kind of misogynist impression. Because really, suggesting that someone would fake rape is a very... That's like a third rail. In our culture, and it should be like that we shouldn't be blaming we shouldn't be blaming the victim. Yeah. But that scene, great cameo by Scoot McNary too. But you just start, Scoot. you just all Scoot, your t- your stomach just turns, <laughs> you know, watching that moment. And and I felt like I was fine I found myself going like, oh wow, that's that's ballsy to put a moment like this in a movie where we're not supposed to ask that question, you know, like culturally we're not, it's like something we used to do that we've now gotten away from, which is like saying, well, what were you wearing? Well, what street were you walking down? (laughs) Are you sure you said no? Or maybe it was a misunderstanding. Now we just don't, but like in that moment, you're like, it plays on your like fears of like, I don't want confusion on this. And of course it's a heightened reality, but I felt like that was ballsy uh, in the movie to actually throw that out there and be like, no, this is just a manipulative. She knows our culture works this way. And she knows she can use it, you know. Very, very scary stuff. Very chilling, <laughs> scary stuff. So, what did everybody think of uh, um, the sister? I haven't seen her I before. I yeah. yeah. she's,
0: she's in leftovers. The t- the, uh, oh, okay. the cable show. I
1: I think I've heard that, but
0: I liked it. I, I, I honestly like was fine with everybody. Yeah. Save maybe Patrick Fugit. I don't I don't know how I felt about him, but everybody else in the movie I thought was great. I thought he was good. I mean, I, I don't remember what it was I thought particularly good about him, but I yeah. do remember thinking he was good. Um, um, oh, Kim Dickens was Kim fantastic. Dickens was great, great. Yeah. Um, Tyler Perry, oddly enough, was so, so great. great. So what's um, up
1: with Tyler Perry? Should he just be act? I mean, maybe. Have
0: you heard though that he didn't know what this movie was? Yes.
1: And he was like, he's he's come out and sort of it, whatever you might have liked about him having seen the movie. It uh, seems like he didn't no. know what he was doing, and it's like it kind it's of backed weird. into it. Yeah.
0: Very weird, like, that he didn't really (laughs) understand David Fincher's, like, filmography either. Yeah. And, like, he wasn't aware how big of a book or what Gone Girl was. What? This came out, like, maybe four or five months ago. Like, but I don't, I don't, it's, 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 like, weird. Like, I don't, how?
2: You know, how How is that possible? But then in
0: in the interviews you see now that he's doing, he, like, does not acknowledge that ever happening. Like, he talks about, like, David Fincher, like, he's very aware of who David Fincher was. Like, I watched all these video interviews with him. Like, you know, they do their roundtables, and it's just, like, them paired off with other actors in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's not, and, like, he's, like, talking about, oh, yeah, you know, the, knew the, I knew the, the property was great, or, you know, this, the material was great, and blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, what, like, four months ago, you are talking, like, you didn't, had you, <laughs> he made a comment, like, something along the lines, you correct me if I'm wrong, John, it was, like, if he had known what it was, he wouldn't have done it. Oh, Like, wow. if he had known that it was just this big, like, best-selling novel and what it was about, like, he would have never signed on for this movie what it was really weird and you maybe check into that i mean yeah, yeah. maybe maybe people were like taking out of context or whatever but no he, he was great i mean he was great, he was great he, you know great in that role good character um man i just i just i, lo- I love this movie yeah, i, I too. love i love david fincher I, this is one of his better films i think and um and it's it's doing really well too, which is great. It's gonna it's gonna maybe end up being his most successful film. That's crazy. Um, because wow. it it's like it's it's like week to week, it's like holding really hard. Like it's only dropping like thirty percent, thirty five percent, um, which is great. I like when he deals with
1: with killers and and thrillers, and That's it, <laughs> like man. he's he fantastic it. with it. He he gets shit the, done. The dread that he can create, just showing someone like take out the garbage, you get this. Yep. tension and this movie just i felt like the score it was odd in the opening parts of the movie i felt like the score was a little too omnipresent and insistent but then as the movie went on like i made that note and i then i noticed as it went on it got more like distorted and like it became more interesting but mm-hmm. I, I found myself in the first half really through a lot of those flashbacks we were talking about with the kind of cutesy dialogue and stuff i found myself going i just don't like the way these scenes feel but i now realize you know I Oh, that you were supposed to kind of see that as like a weird, like not quite right, but sort of a fantasy version of
0: what was going on. Yeah, some of the, it like know. almost felt like a little like whimsical to yeah, me. Yeah. Like it was like a music box of sorts. Yeah, There's some weird. The scene at the end where she's making him breakfast, the the, the score there is so uncomfortable to me. And the sex scene really with weird. her
1: and. Uh... Her and uh, Desi, the Neil Patrick Harris okay. character, was also, like, the. the it was like there started to be, like, this weird, really distorted music. Yeah. And everything about it was just very, very off-putting. And it's interesting how all of that stuff can work together to just create a tension in you that doesn't oh, yeah. really release. And in lesser hands, I don't know that this movie would have even been that good, to be honest very, with you. Like, this yeah. material could have easily been made into, like... Um, <laughs> like an Ashley Judd movie yeah. or something yeah. like that you know oh, what I mean goodness. Like, but do you know what I mean that yeah. feel yeah definitely Double so, Jeopardy yeah
2: Double Jeopardy you ever see that one no I guess it Ashley yeah that, that might be what I was thinking of because yeah.
1: that had a similar not yeah. similar but a, a vaguely similar saying. twist one of those woman wronged films you know but this takes the whole woman wronged concept and turns it on its head and the little interlude with her at the at the the hotel or whatever oh, with man. the with those you know rednecks was the locals really creepy yeah. like what no, the how that yeah. resolves was you know because I remember even though I was like oh man she's awful but I was kind of admiring her intelligence but after that scene I was like fuck what would you do if you your plan is done now you know you yeah. can't like they take her money. That's it. <laughs>
0: Let's be clear. They just Let's took her money. I was realizing
1: we we're in spoiler territory, so I can say when they take her money, it was so like, yeah, I was just was like, what's
0: what's her plan now? But the, we... but the great thing about that is like somebody so smart- Uh-huh. Can still fuck up. Can still fuck up. Yeah. And fuck up amongst people that you are completely underestimating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she you know, made
2: herself too available like to Like among
0: these like, you know, these like redneck, you know, you know living in a, uh, whatever they were, little bungalows, trailer yeah. park kind of looking things. Like, oh. I'm amongst the lower people and, you know. And I can pretty... kind of toy with them. Yeah. yeah. It's like you yeah. can almost see that she
1: gets engaged because she maybe she's a little lonely, but she also sort of feels like she's got this covered, you know. Yeah.
0: And the moment when the girl's kind of turning on her when they're at the pool. Mm-hmm. Were, the, were they at the pool or were they watching it in, in her room when they're watching the interview on TV? Yeah. yeah. And she's like kind of talking negative about Amy. If she doesn't know, she's yeah, talking doesn't to know, yeah. yeah, That's a cool scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And because you can see her, she kind of like skips a beat and she's like, and then she just fucking spits in her drink. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking
2: bitch. crazy.
1: Ugh, yeah, that was gross. But that's uh. also a tip-off. I mean, not that you don't already know at that point, but that's one more piece of evidence that, like, yeah, she's just, she's a psychopath. You know, it's yeah. like, she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you said something about me. I know it I'll think is kind of funny. I'll just <laughs> hock a loogie in your drink. Yeah. yeah and they yeah, even yeah. have her coming back and drinking it and going, mm. Yeah, <laughs> God, that was gross. That's uh. a good drink. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Great movie. Great movie. Go ahead and see that for sure. Going Go ahead. For sure. Going ahead. Go on ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so do I,
1: we do we want to see a spinoff film a la Annabelle of Tyler Perry's character just going around solving cases I would watch that. yeah I would too I never thought I'd say it I, but... man
2: I fucking loved him when they were like I, I liked him in the movie but I'm not seeing the spinoff <laughs> when Margot was like you gotta get him you gotta get yeah, him yeah 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 I was like fucking Tyler Perry and then once he started talking to him I mean I, I like that he kind of was like you're being dumb about this a little bit like yeah Listen to me, so you don't fuck up, and mm-hmm. please don't fuck up because yeah. this could be your life. Yeah, I love that part when he's throwing the jelly beans at him. Yeah, he's on the, the oh, gummy grilling him with the interview God, questions. Man. It, it was just a really well made movie. Did,
0: did you notice like th- those scenes were really kind of cool because like when he's doing it to him. In that scene, he's like correcting every word he's saying. Like him and Margot are yeah. doing the same. And then when Amy's doing it at the end before they go on the interview,
2: oh, yeah. she was
0: like when he and when she, when she was like, well, "How do you feel about your wife being home?" And he was like, "Whatever the word he used, it was like ecstatic or something mm-hmm. like that." And and she was like, "Uh, you know, ecstatic's a little a little excessive, you know." Like she's correcting <laughs> yeah. him the same way they were yeah. about her, but, you know, it's kind of funny how he's still, you know, he's he's going through that rhythm again, but now with the person he was going against, it's like, they're so fucking selfish that yeah. they, like, can't let the other one get an upper hand in some way that oh, uh, yeah, that, oh, man, what a good movie. I, the scene with her, him and Margot in the kitchen when she's, like, you know, you tell, like, the interstitial where he's told her that he's staying, pretty yeah, much yeah, staying yeah. with her yeah. and she's just, like, heartbroken. Yeah, she's just, like, destroyed and, you know, that's a great scene. Yeah. And when she's, like, what did she say like I've been with you before we were here or whatever cuz you know they're twins. Right. And uh and his the look, yeah, man, I love that. And movie. you can tell she's right though. That yeah. He is kind of he does kind of like it. Oh, Some yeah. part of him does sort and of And he been, doesn't say no. Yeah. You know, he just looks at her and then kind of like closes his eyes. It's just Yeah, man. Great, great movie. Loved and, it. And loved it. The, Missy Pyle nailed the like a, oh. what
1: could have been too broad. I thought it was actually like Nancy Grace is such a a joke. A cartoon character already oh yeah. it, Missy Pyle was was right in line with oh. it and I, it was very easy to believe and, and despise that character and what she does and the way that those things become it's about forming this strong knee-jerk opinion and just going with it you yeah, know? and like
2: forcing it down people's throats mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no hyper-analyzing totally. stupid things like oh it's, his face twitched when he said this that's yeah. so crazy well Tyler like,
1: Perry was great before he meets Nick but he was in that scene like he was appearing on the show as like a legal analyst yeah
2: he was great. Like from
1: that moment, just the way he played, he was like a little smug, a little like, well, but it's like he did exactly what that person would do if he was on the Nancy Grace show. Absolutely. You know that yeah. that the media satire part of it seemed really on the nose, really, really perfect. But so yeah, we're we're fans of
0: this movie. Absolutely, yeah, definitely worth checking we'll out. for it. Sure. Well, that's a lot of movies. That's a lot of I mean, movies. We did it. We did, we did it's
2: a a shit ton.
1: A, I suggest that next time we get together, guys, we don't talk about any new movies. Instead, we go back and we talk about. Old movies, specifically horror movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Halloween. some of the things that we don't always love about horror movies. Uh-huh. You, oh, man. You, you there's so many. I would love to
0: do that. Right. Really so Should we like like pet peeves you mean? You, you yeah, mean maybe like horror pet movie
1: pet peeves. Okay. Stuff we don't like, huh? So in two weeks, well, I don't know. It would be nice if that came out on an appropriate date.
2: What Wait a second. What? All Hallows Eve, y'all. <laughs> oh, man. This is perfect timing. No. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. Couldn't have worked out any better. <laughs> So yeah, we'll do that next time. Yeah, We'll talk about some of our, our pet peeves and, and, and some of our either favorite or not so favorite horror movies. Um, yeah. That'll be a fun talk. We, we do something like that every year for Halloween usually. So That'll be a fun talk. That'll be a fun talk, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait yeah. to see how that turns out. I just wonder I how it goes. I can't even imagine yeah, <laughs> yeah. how that would turn out, but it's going to be fun. I'm very confident yeah. in
2: that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, hit up the site if you want something I wasn't listening that, oh you weren't thinking you, you weren't thinking to the audience okay yeah no, no, no you're expected to listen yeah, no, John no, no, hopefully, hopefully. No, I wasn't no. um, movie at gmail.com if you're bored and have any questions or suggestions for episodes mm-hmm. and uh, otherwise we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks uh, on Halloween about our pet peeves and uh, yeah thanks for listening as always you made our day. day
2: oh uh, bye As always, you've made us gay. Yeah, you said it again? <laughs> I don't know why that makes me, that makes me laugh. It's such a stupid thing to say. Because what
1: did they do really? <laughs> let's assume we let's let's assume that suddenly the three of us are gay. Yeah. What did they do? What did those listeners uh, do to uh, make us gay? What did
2: they say to us over here? Oh, okay, now um Yeah you, you, you know what her.
1: they did they provided a reason for us to get together on a regular basis and hang out in a basement and attraction. share our feelings and our souls until we unlocked feelings that's true that run a little bit deeper than just feelings about movies the
2: attraction built next thing you know they made um, us escape out
0: comes the futon
1: <laughs>
2: yep